Hello and welcome to According to John. Today's topic or question, what is deconstructing faith? It's uh, unfortunately, it's a real topic today. It's prevalent today. I mean, that I think that is really taking precedence over actually living your faith. Yeah, I've seen some people that I love just kind of like walk away. And they've had things that they're dealing with. They listen to false teachers mm-hmm. and they get confused and they don't go to good, solid people for right. advice. Right. And so this is a sad topic, but uh, the Bible says in the last day, some shall depart from the faith, giving yeah. heed to seducing spirits. And that's what this is. It's, it's in our face. Yeah. And it, we see it. And we, and as pastors, we have to deal with it as Christians. Uh, most people don't want to debate anyone. And I say debate in a friendly manner, usually because they're afraid of the battle that ensues after it. Because, you know, people can't take anyone that opposes them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in a debate for me, I don't try to win. I just want to present truth right. and understand it. And I don't have a lock on all truth. And if somebody dis- disagrees with me, it doesn't make them of the devil or anything like that. It's just they're well, trying to figure it out. If they disagree with me, it doesn't make them of the devil. If they disagree with the Bible, it does make them of the devil. Yeah. Amen. That's what I was trying to say, John. That's the point. <laughs> we better pray. Do I get a point? You get a point. Okay, I'll take you guys some more points coming. <laughs> hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And let me remind you again, go on his podcast, which is Pastor Duke. Any platform, podcasting platform, just put in Pastor Duke, it'll come right up, and uh, you need to get on there and listen. He has got some great stuff going on his podcast. Brother, let's get into this through prayer, and if you'll open us, man, we'll get started. Okay, Father, help us to present truth in a simple and clear way to help people. Uh, We're all in a battle. The enemy comes upon our minds, uh, in our face every day. Uh, he, He breathes upon us disbelief belief and antagonism, and we need your help. Guide us, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. What is deconstructing faith or deconstructing of faith? And deconstruction, let's just define it, right, is the uh, is the heading that's most applied to the process of questioning, doubting, and ultimately rejecting aspects of Christian faith. So the truth is deconstructionism is an approach that claims to disassemble beliefs or ideas while assuming their meanings are inherently subjective. Mm -hmm. Deconstruction almost always without exception is a cover for demolition. Yeah. It's an attack of the enemy upon the simple faith of people. Remember what Jesus said. The simplicity is hugely important to me. Jesus said, except you become as a little child. That's right. And uh, bring the little children unto me for That's such right. is the kingdom of God, except right. you become. And, and the enemy comes in with rational and uh, satanic influence uh, questions, ungodly questions with gender uh, frustrations, with right. gender, uh, I, I'm losing that verse, which gender strife and confusion. And so it's here. It's here. It's here. And uh, this comes upon our people. This is what we as pastors tried to strengthen people in the simple, simple Bible truths because we know the enemy is coming in like a flood. Right. And in today's deconstruction, usually 
is someone replacing their uncomfortable tenets or ideas mm. and their thoughts yeah. with culturally or politically popular ideas. That's where the Jehovah's Witness cult came from. Mm -hmm. Charles Taz Russell took the doctrine of hell. He hated it mm -hmm. and he danced around it. And this word doesn't mean that it really mm -hmm. means this. And so he took something he was uncomfortable with right from your text here, uh, and, uh, danced around it. And, and ultimately they wrote their own Bible and we have a birth of a new cult. Well, you look at Rob Bell. Rob Bell did the same thing with hell, right? Hell yeah. doesn't exist, and a loving God doesn't send anyone to hell. Well, he's he's uh, wrong and right. Uh, he's wrong in the fact that hell does not exist because it does exist, mm -hmm. and he's right. A loving God doesn't send people to hell. People choose to go there because they deny the loving God. Yep. Yeah, Amen. but but Rob Bell is... But again, that uncomfortable truth. That's right, truth. that's right. And so what, what does he do? He makes it culturally and and or personally uh, acceptable and inviting with popular ideas, and then he's able to sell millions of books and become a millionaire. Yeah, and all the time leading people astray. Uh, but our Lord told us there'll yeah. be false teachers enter, enter in among you and sheep or wolves in yeah. sheep's clothing. Well, here's the other thing, too, is... When we look at deconstruction and and the replacing of uncomfortable ideas with culturally and popular or personally popular ideas, uh, we, we have to remember because the scriptures say that God's ideas are not ours and ours are not his. Look here in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we see right off the get-go that your ideas and God's ideas are not the same. And so if you, disagree, if you disagree with God's ideas, you're wrong. Yeah. Right? How about Job uh, 38, 1 through 4? Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I love that, right? Gird up your loins. Suck it up, dude. Yeah, I think the, the, I think the King James says, gird up your loins, right? Be the man. Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Yeah, <laughs> that's God putting it like right. Let God's <laughs> word be true and every man a liar. Uh, right? Pretty simple. How about uh, John six forty five and 46? It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me, Jesus. This is Jesus speaking. Verse 46 says, not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. And so... Listen, who it says here that everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes from uh, comes to Jesus. And so again, it's God's way and God teaches. It's God's direction. And if you understand the teachings of God, you go to Jesus. You believe in Jesus. If you don't understand and accept the teachings of Scripture, you run from Jesus. Mm -hmm. You run from God. I always go back in my mind when I first uh, had to address this topic. Uh, my old hippie friend Roach came to me. I was by a pond a Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. I was pretending that I was fishing. <laughs> I had visited church. God was speaking to me. I was under conviction. I didn't know what it meant. He stumbles across me. He was wasted. I was wasted. What's happening, man? He said to me, and I gave an honest answer. said, I have no clue, Roach. I have no clue. And I said, I used to think God was 
talking, I, I used to think I was seeking for God, but what if he's seeking after me? And he said this, well, man, if God ever talks to you, man, listen to him. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that that's scripture. So <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how Jesus said, right? Uh, you know, but it comes down to this. I mean, this can be really complicated mm-hmm. or it can be really simple. Right. God said it. I believe in that and settles it. You know what? God said it. And that settles and it. And that settles it. I think the the massive difference that helps people come to conclusions is maturity and uh, especially spiritual maturity for Christians specifically. And scripture teaches how maturity causes different conclusions. If we look in Romans 14, one through five, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. Listen, if we can't stand dogmatic, let's not fight over it. It's not, that's what the Bible says here in verse two, for one believes that he may eat all things, uh, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Does that mean vegetarians are weak? Vegans (laughs) are vegans. Been a controversy for a long time, right? I'm not saying that, that. It's interesting, guys. That, scripture doesn't stand on either side. Just don't fight over it. Don't fight over it. And then here in verse three, let not him who eats despise him do, who does not eat, and let him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. Who are you to judge another servant to his own master? He stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. So what we see here in one through five, because uh, verse five goes on. One person esteems one day above another and another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. As long as it doesn't go against scripture and you're mature enough to handle what God says to live it out. And if you're not, if you're dealing with someone that's not mature enough to handle what God says, then have patience with them until they grow in maturity. Yeah. But the, those who are looking to deconstruct, they're not looking for maturity. They're looking for demolition. They, yeah. their, their whole goal is not bring, to learn. Yeah. Bring you down. Yes. Criticize you, condemn you instead of build you. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. Because so, one building is from the Holy Spirit and deconstruction is from Satan. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. How about first Corinthians 10, 28 through 32. But if anyone says to you, this was offered to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Conscience, I say, not your own, but that of the other. For why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience? Right? When we're talking about maturity here, verse 30. But if I partake with thanks, why am I evil spoken of for the food over which I give thanks? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. What is it? I love that in verse 29, Paul says, conscience, I say, not your own, but that of the other. For why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience? Why are you judging me because I believe? I'm not judging you because you don't believe, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, Paul just used the eating of the meat as kind of like the attacker, example. the attacker is representing a totally different spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh it's part of being a, a follower of Christ so that you will be attacked a little right. bit. You know, I, I love that thing you bring up about maturity. It, it has a lot to do with somebody would have told me I was as a young believer, you're dumb, you're ugly, your mother dresses you funny. I'm a, you I'm were mature to enough to accept the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to fight, you know, no, no, you know, I'd, I'll ask Jesus to forgive me later, you right, know, right. but you know, in immaturity, somebody uh, challenges me and I'm, 
And then maturity right. is like, you know, whatever. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. dumb. I'm dumb, dumb. I'm. I my mother dresses me. I'll sign that. Whatever. Who yeah. cares? Right. Because I I learned that when people are trying to put me down, they're really it's a vain effort to do what lift themselves up. Yeah. 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 So you yeah. you you fall for that a few times, right. and then you mature. Yeah. The Holy Spirit quickens you. He makes you alive. Mm-hmm. Makes you see. And it's like, I'm not on a personal attack. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm just standing. Well, I know what right. God said, and I believe it. Right. If He said it, and you don't believe it, that's your problem, not mine. Well, and you know the scriptures tell us, especially when it comes to the scripture, that people can be stubborn, right? And in their interpretation of the scriptures. And because of their stubbornness or, or their interpretation is wrong, but they're so stubborn, they won't accept it. Yeah. John five thirty nine through 40 says this. Je- By the way, this is Jesus speaking. You search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify to me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. And so Jesus says, oh, you search the scriptures, right? But you won't come to me. Well, you search the scriptures, but you won't believe what it says. So you're not going to come to me, mm-hmm. right? Because that's, believe. that's what it comes down to. You don't believe the scriptures will take you to Jesus. Yeah. And, and Jesus simply says, listen, you're searching for your own answer and your own justification. You're not searching for the truth. If you're searching for the truth, you would come to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so this deconstruction of faith is simply saying, I'm going to approach this to until I find what satisfies me. And I'll give you a beautiful example. I got into a discussion with uh, a homosexual, and, um, and, and we had a really good conversation, right? But they were trying to convince me that I was misunderstanding the Bible. And what they told me was, uh, John, what you don't understand, because I told him that, uh, homosexuality is an abomination. Was this at a wedding? To the Lord. No, no, this was another time. Okay. And, but it said homosexuality is an abomination to the Lord. And they said, John, you, you, what you don't understand, because they said they're a Christian, but they're justifying this lifestyle. And they said, John, what you, and, and they were, listen, they, they were lovingly, we had a great conversation. Yeah, there wasn't with the two guys at the wedding. Um, but they said, um, they said, John, you, what you don't understand is, the word for, uh, uh, where, where God says it's an abomination, we've changed the definition of abomination in the last few years. It didn't mean the oh, same wow. as what it meant back then. And I said, what did it mean back then? Do a quick word study. Go back to the Hebrew word and you have your answer. Well, but what they said was not the same thing it means today. <laughs> like they couldn't give me, they couldn't give me the answer. And, and what I said was, you search the scriptures for in them you think, think you think you have eternal life. But I bet you they wouldn't want to go back to the original language, take the Hebrew word and give its definition. Right. Because on that one I have, and you know what it means? Same thing as today. (laughs) Right. But, and the the whole point is that deconstruction of faith is they were trying to deconstruct my faith so that I would believe their lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they believed the uh, lie, but they sincerely believed the lie. Yeah. And they sincerely wanted you to be it so they could be connected to you. But if you, if you buy into that lie, you're connecting with them, you're disconnecting with God. Uh, Absolutely. And so, I'm starting um, to sound like you, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but and and one thing now one thing we do have to understand that not everything is subject to an opinion. Uh, amen, amen, amen. Two points. I'm in, dude. I'll take it. That's huge. Right. Say that again. Not everything is subject to opinion. First Corinthians three ten through fourteen. According to the grace of God, which is given me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Verse 14, if anyone's work, which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. And so listen, when we go back to verse 10, according to the grace of God, there's only one foundation to build on, and that is the foundation of Jesus Christ. And so if your opinion is contrary to anything built on this foundation, then your opinion is wrong. Not everything is subject to opinion, and you were talking about Romans chapter uh, 3, verse 4, uh, verse four, where it says, certainly not. And, of course, in the King James, it says, God forbid, right? God forbid. Yea, let, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. It's a judgment on their part towards us. Mm-hmm. We quote the scriptures and they attack us Mm -hmm. and they're trying to deconstruct our faith to kind of bring us into their unbelief. They want, they want their opinion solidified. Mm -hmm. They want their, their opinion supersedes the word of God. And not everything is subject to opinion. Yeah. Especially when, when the word of God makes it clear (laughs) that it is God be true and every man a liar. So if we don't line up with scripture, we're wrong, mm-hmm. period. There, there, there is, there's nothing else. So um, the Bible does give us room for sincere questions. Absolutely. Right? How about Matthew 7, 7 through 8? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I backed up. Uh, yeah, so Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. To him who knocks it will be open. What he's talking about here is if you are sincerely looking, God's going to answer your questions. Yeah, we have lack of knowledge, but the Spirit puts in our heart a desire to understand. So we hit a scripture verse that we don't comprehend, so we ask. So God gives teachers and pastors to guide us. There's a difference between a sincere question, which I get every time I teach a Bible class, right? right. every time in Sunday school, right. and somebody else who comes in and they're defying the Word of God, and yet they do it in subtly as though they believe the Bible, but we're just twisted in our interpretation. You know, one is a sincere question, and one is a, 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 really a demonic attack. Right. It's 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 one or the other. Well, when I, for example, I get this thing. We'll be in discussion, and they'll say, "Listen, it's going to get so bad in the end times that even the Christian will be deceived." And I say, "No, that's not what the verse says. Mm-hmm. What the verse says that it's going to get really bad in the end times, yes, and even the true. even the Christian will be deceived." 
if it were possible. possible. Mm-hmm. See? And but they've been taught half the verse, but not the whole half. And so then we get into the discussion and share, and then they're like, oh, why? They were willing to learn. They we would talk and we would have some sincere questions, answers. And then when we show it, we're like, especially when you see it in scripture, you go, Oh, thank you for explaining. Mm-hmm. But with those who are trying to deconstruct and or deconstructionist. They're not looking for the truth. They're just looking for the destruction. They're looking to get away from the truth, I would say. Yeah. Well, deconstruction claims to um, do what we do, right, and explore all the issues to come up with a good answer, right? But the ultimate motivation is to undermine. A very popular thing. Every time. Preachers have been doing this past uh, 15 years or so is going back to the uh, culture of the day and say, well, this, they said this, but they said it in the culture. Now there's, there's some truth to that, Mm -hmm. but they take it (laughs) into the culture and then they completely undo the teaching of the scriptures. Right. And that's deconstructionism. It is. You know, Scripture commands each person to scrutinize our faith. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Scripture commands each of us to scrutinize our faith. Absolutely. This includes fact-checking. How about Acts 17, 11? These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Searching. They're searching. They're searching for truth, not searching for Mm self-justification. Or to take what is clear in scripture and take an opposite position and make themselves to be enlightened and you're just in darkness. Yep. Yeah, you don't understand because, well, when you get all the Holy Spirit, then you'll understand. And it's like, no, I have all the Holy Spirit I'm ever going to get. How about I just dig in, dig into the scriptures? How about this, Uh, that we are to uh, have thoughtful preparation, 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you the reason that hope is in you with meekness and fear. Mm -hmm. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. You know what you did? You took the time to prepare. That sanctification is growing in the grace of God, growing in the understanding of God. And the only way that happens is that you study the word of God and you spend time in prayer with God. It's time. Yeah. I I do it every morning because I'm insufficient to face the world in myself. I don't want to face it, my own intellect, my own power, my own energy. So I I draw nigh to the Lord. I sanctify myself. I I, I quiet down. I tune out the world. I get into his word. I pray. I ask him for wisdom. Then I launch into my day. I've... uh, um, I've prepared myself. Yeah, and that and that is acceptable, right? These because we're talking about how Scripture commands us to scrutinize our faith, to be ready to 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 look into the Word of God compared to what we believe, and these are the things that it takes: fact checking, thoughtful preparation, reasonable skepticism. First John four one, beloved. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Reasonable skepticism. What is that really what the Bible says? Let me go back and look. Reasonable skepticism. 
But what is our ultimate goal? What is our attitude? Is to learn truth. We're going to go back and we're going to confirm what we were told with the scriptures. If the scriptures agree with what we were told, we've tested the spirits, we're good to go. If it disagrees with what we were told, we tested the spirits and we run from what, what it when it disagrees with scripture. Mm-hmm. It It's kind of an exciting part of the journey as a young believer, everybody, I was on fire. I talked to everybody about God. Everybody came into every conversation and, you know, some people received and some people uh, hate ran from me and some people wanted to argue and they would spring things to my attention. And I didn't know the answer from the scriptures yet. And I said, that's great. I'm going to write it down. I'll get back with you. Right. My preacher, my preacher used to call me son of thunder. Here we go. (laughs) I wonder why Here we go. Oh, son of thunder. I don't don't think he will change your name, (laughs) but you know, I found with sincere people, I said, I'll get back with you. And they're like, great. Yeah. And then unsincere people, insincere people would say, no, 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 don't bother. Right. They weren't seeking at all. And so it's, it's a battle, but the scriptures can stand on their own. Well, and one of the things that I do now is when people want to debate with me, I find out if they're sincere about it or not, because I will give them scripture and I will say, study this out. And when you're done, come back to me. And then we're going to discuss it because I want you to see what I believe and why. And you study it out and tell me where I'm wrong. And then we'll get back together. Or I'll call them up. Hey, did you study out that passage? No, there's no need. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. There's no need. We're done. They're not sinking. <laughs> they're not seeking. They're not finding. Right. One of the other things that we do that we're commanded to do with the scriptures is cooperate with others. Now, in context, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. We're doing that every time we do a podcast together. Every time we get together, before the podcast, after the podcast, because you and I, we sit down, we walk through stuff, we talk through stuff, we compare it with scripture. There have been times when you're like, hey, Johnny, wait a minute. And there's times where I'm like, hey, Duke, hold on. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Iron sharpens iron. What does the word of so God say? we're not say? trying to win. We're just trying to trying to grow. We're trying to grow each other. Yeah. As we grow. It's edifying. It's building up and it, uh, it works. How about multiple perspectives? Now, again, in context, without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. How many times have you and I, or anyone, we've went to someone else because the Bible says, seek counsel, right? There's, there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So we go, and I'll give you a beautiful example. So I had a friend of mine call me up, and he was like, hey, John, um, this guy, I want to hire this guy, but, man, he wants to charge me a lot of money to get this job done. And I said, well, why are you hiring him? And he said, well, I don't know how to do it. And I said, are you still making money off of him? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, you know what? He has the wisdom that you need pay him the money and then you don't have to hire him again. You can make all the money the next time on your own. Look at this as a schooling, not an expense, right? So what did he do? Well, he hired the guy and the guy taught him and now he doesn't need to hire anyone anymore because he can do it. That is what this is talking about. We seek other people's wisdom. That's wise, right? And so we see the multiple perspectives. There's, listen, as we used to say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't mean we change the word of God. It just means that the word of God may be reflecting in our lives to move us to do different things. Mm-hmm. When I see multiple perspectives, I, I think of, say, methodology in the church, music. There the you church. go. I go Perfect. to one church, very extremely yeah. conservative music, and the Lord is there. And I go to another church, it kind of rocks out quite a bit, but the lyrics are solid and the people are doing it with all of their heart. It's under the Lord. And the Lord is there. And the Lord is there. Right. And it's like the, there's a different perspective now when one group thinks, well, those those people don't have God. Right. I think that's where the error is. Uh, there's different cultures. Now, so we can have a different uh, perspective on music. Now, what comes down to the Lordship of Christ, he's right. Lord. He's that's Lord. All. There's no discussion. Right, right. There. Um, and then there's appreciation for all God has shown in his creation. Mm. Romans 1, 18 through 20. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And that's what deconstruction does. It yeah, suppresses suppressing the, the truth. truth in unrighteousness. Because they... Yeah, because line. what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And so what the deconstructionists are doing is they're going against God, even though the things of God are clearly seen because God has put it into them. And so therefore God will hold them uh, without excuse. He'll hold them uh, responsible for what they chose to believe. Mm-hmm. I, I see this. I'm in awe. I'm in God, awe of God's creation is spring and planting seeds and I'm watching the bees. I'm just, I'm just in awe of uh, uh, germination and pollination and growth and 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 the God who created all this speaks and my job's just to listen. I'm not trying to deconstruct. It right. it get it gets so simple, but the complications come from a different spirit. Well, yeah, because we want it our way, and if it makes us uncomfortable, I just can't believe in the big man upstairs story, right? But we can believe that something came from nothing evolution story. Yeah. Or actually, that's a theory. Yeah. In the beginning, <laughs> it even says became everything. Right? It even like, says the evolution theory. Yeah. <laughs> they teach right. it as law. Right. Psalm 19.1, though, check this out, which is what you were talking about. Mesmerized. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. handiwork. Glory to God. Right. Day unto day utters speech, mm-hmm. and night unto night reveals knowledge. God speaks through his creation of, of, of his yeah. God, his eternal Godhead, and his power and his majesty and magnificence. And then that God gives us his word. And, you know, the scriptures are not all that complicated when, you, when you're not trying to rewrite them and twist them into your own belief system. Right. You know, w- people will try to pull scripture in to justify what they believe instead of just forget about be- just right. what the scriptures and, say. Well, and here's the thing. When you take scripture out of context, you're telling a lie. You sure are. Bottom line, right? But those who examine what they believe and why they believe it, they're following a biblical mandate. Look here in 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. And then he says, so the first one is examine yourselves and then test yourselves. Okay, is the conclusion you came to the right conclusion? That's to test yourselves now, right? And 
when you have a deconstructionist, they don't examine or test. Mm-hmm. They attack. They just they just put it out there like a fart in the wind, hoping <laughs> it'll. Oh, I love that. Hoping it'll make a stink somewhere. Yeah, and and it does. And it does, yeah, right? It's effective. And then, so verse five, Second Corinthians thirteen five goes on. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, and then do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? If the question begs the answer. If you are the same, Hebrews, I believe it was Hebrews 6, 4, that tells us that once you taste the goodness of God, mm-hmm. You, matter of fact, let me let me pull it up because I want to see if I am right. Uh, for yes, Hebrews six four, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift—that's Jesus, salvation—and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age of to come if they fall away to renew them again to the repentance since they crucify again themselves the son of god and put to him uh to an and put him to an open shame it is impossible it is impossible man once you have tasted the goodness of god to deny it that's been a wrestled with passage of scripture but i i've i've landed on if you were really in you're not going to wind up in all this craziness. Um, for you the, can't walk away because the God of truth is in you, convicting and moving you. In First John, he in his epistle, he said, they went out from among us because they were not of us. Yeah. For if they had been of us, they no doubt would have continued with us. Right. So I don't have a big theological debate over this passage of Scripture. Right. I just know that if you're really in... You're really in. Right. And if you're just kind of uh, just trying to figure things out a little bit, just because I, I got to fit in somewhere. So I'll, I'll be a Christian. I'll be a, I'll be a Christian. And then you run across a truth of Christianity that maybe you don't like. And you're then out. all of a sudden you're out. It's like, yeah. hey, I think the scriptures are saying you, yeah. you just never were in. Yeah. And, and the modern deconstruction movement does not examine the scriptures and then examine themselves like second Corinthians 13, five says or, or examine themselves and test themselves. It's kind of like a hit and run, isn't it? Yeah. They don't uh, come alongside and say, Hey, let's, this is a hard passage of scripture. Let's look at it. Mm-mm. Let's get some different opinions. They don't at all. It's just an attack. Oh, it's, it's straight up attack and we're foolish and we're liars or we're hateful or we're this or we're that, you know, but here's a reality too often churches and church members act like social clubs and while doing that fail to deal with difficult questions about faith. Johnny, I think that's what you do mostly on your podcast. We're hitting these things with all of our heart, with biblical truth. Some of it's hard, but um, the spirit bears witness uh, to these right. truths, and that's why uh, your audience, our audience, uh, continues to grow. Yes. Very, very excited. But I'm not surprised because there's a lot of truth seekers out there. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you listening to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And and the whole reason for this podcast is to not just challenge what we believe, 
but to teach truth of the scripture so we can confirm what we believe according to the scripture. Yeah, and we don't want uh, our listeners to be driven yeah. above every wind of doctrine. We want you to be rooted and grounded in Christ and, and uh, line upon line, precept upon yeah. precept here a little, growing in your faith yeah. with Christ and be, be ready for these attacks. That's the purpose of this podcast, to be ready for the deconstructionist to come your way. And it, maybe it won't be you, but it's somebody close to you. Yeah. I have people close to me that that I worshiped with and, 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 and spend a lot of time with. And then they got, uh, uh, aware of some, I knew immediate was false teaching, but they kind of got sucked in. And today they're not even in church. They, they say, I, we're not, Christian, we're not yeah. against. Right, whoever. think about that. Yeah, they say we we don't even know who Jesus really is or what he really said, and so yeah. we're not against them, but we're not for him, and we just don't know. And well, and walked and, away, and that's the problem when people believe that they have established every answer beyond all doubt. All it does is show their desire for control. Mm-hmm. That's all it does. There's an underlying spirit here. I think um, Jesus said, "If you seek, you'll find." Right. And if you wind up in some kind of craziness, you've been deconstructed, I don't think you really saw it. Right. Um, There's something about being a Christian that there has to be a willingness to suffer somewhat. Uh, Philippians 129 has given us on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on his name, but to suffer for his name's sake. And people come along and then the deconstructionist comes, people trying to attack your faith. And we simply stand on what God said on a hot, a hot issue, homosexuality. We simply stand. We don't hate people. We just want them to, they're going to meet God one day and he's going to say the same thing then as he says now. And we just want them to be ready. So it's love that's motivating motivating us to stand on truth. And if we're not willing to suffer a little bit uh, by this world's opposition to God, then that's kind of telltale of, uh, did we really make commitment to Christ? Right. Or have we just committed to our own thing? Well, and usually people hold on to when they're in that mindset is the tradition of men. Yeah. What's traditionally taught, traditionally accepted, traditionally whatever on their view. Matthew, and by the way, that's all a form of legalism, right? And, And in this world, those views change. Like the tide, man. They come in and they go out. Oh, my goodness. Mark 7, 8 through 9. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. All too well, you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your traditions. And that's what man is doing only with their beliefs. All too often, they get rid of the commandment of God because we don't like that and we hold on to our beliefs or what we or the way we traditionally think anymore, which is completely contrary to Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think that is this right here, what Jesus says in Mark 7, 8 through 9, is a perfect description of the deconstructionist. Yeah. They uh, did it their way. And when truth showed up, they rejected truth and held to the tradition. Well, and, and these social gospel churches are doing the exact same thing. Exactly. They're doing the exact same thing. Faith, faith communities, they obsess over teachings that are secondary uh, to, or, or, or secondary or even superficial to the scriptures, right? And then what will happen is, in their churches, they cement cultural and political views that are their preferences mm-hmm. rather than 
what the Bible says, and then they call it their Christianity. Yeah, and they all the while they completely dance around the topic of the exclusivity of Jesus. Yep. They never mention repentance. Yep. They never mention hell. They never mention uh, Christian moral Judeo issues of right. homosexuality, sexual purity, transgender yep. Yep. issues. They just stay away from it yep. because they just want to fit into this world. And what they don't realize is that that attitude is literally driving the modern deconstruction movement. It is. The church The church is feeding it and confirming their beliefs. It might not be a real church anymore. I know? don't think it is. Yeah. In Revelation chapter uh, 2 and 3, we had the seven churches, and they were strong and some were weak. And the Lord warned them. He said, if you don't repent, I'll remove the candlestick. And the candlestick, Roman Revelation 1, last verse says, and the, the candlestick is the church. Right. And so you have a, a religious organization with tax-exempt status, but they're not following Scripture. And at right. some point, they can cease to be a church. Right. I think they're, you don't have to drive too far to find those. And I think these churches that are deconstructing are, are doing this because uh, it's a response to deep personal pain, either to themselves or to someone that they love. Right. And then, so those who have been neglected, uh, those who have been rejected or abused within the church, they struggle to separate unbiblical traumas from legitimate teachings of scripture and failures and betrayals from Christian leaders, man, that creates heartache and embarrassment. And what happens is all of a sudden we start adjusting, and, and I'm going to tell you, the family does this as well, especially with this transgender movement now and homosexual movement. They never agreed with it until their loved one came out or until someone that they're close to cries a sympathetic heart of how they've been hurt, and then they attack the church, and then the church is like, I'll have a church that will never do that, and then we create a false church. See, that that whole deconstructional movement that we're facing today, it's not new. Right. This is what happened back in the early 1900s with uh, uh, the birth of liberalism. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't want to be offended. We didn't right. want to offend anybody, so they just backed off, and well, that, we can't take that literally. We'll take an allegorical interpretation of that verse, and then they, uh, Or, well, it's just a metaphor. You can't take it. Yeah, literally. yeah, you know, Adam wasn't a real guy that God actually created it was just a male influence in the and the garden of eden wasn't a real place it was just a hypothetical uh condition of humanity right and then they dance around all this stuff and then the bible no longer is the word of god it's just a a a resource for us to kind of feel better about do you know how many people how many quote-unquote pastors and i use that term loosely don't even use scripture in the pulpit anymore it's not a church. It's not a church. And you know what? Matthew 7, 21 says, because the truth is there's not, uh, um, there's always going to be someone whose connection to their faith is superficial. Mm-hmm. Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And these people who are like, oh, but Lord, we did this in your name. And, and he's going to say, away from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. They weren't in and left. They just never 
we're in. They just were What's never my in. famous, my, my favorite Dukeism? Don't, don't let people mess you up about God. Let God straighten you out about people. Oh, I love you, Johnny. <laughs> We've been doing this too long, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Paul knew people often succumbed to attractive lies. Look here, 2 ooh, Timothy ooh. 4, 3 through 4. Say that again. People are going to give in to attractive Attractive lies. lies. Yeah. It's oh funny. My. They believe what makes them feel good, but they'll get angry at what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Here's what we got. Look here. Verse 3, 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Oh, I don't like that. Let me find someone who's going to teach me what I want to hear. Preacher, you rub the fur the wrong way. Billy Sunday said, then turn the cat around. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Look, Paul even witnessed this. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world and departed for Thessalonica, Cretans for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Threw in the towel. Threw it in. Yeah. Because, oh, man, I want the world. So Paul witnessed this. This isn't anything new. He said it was going to happen, and he witnessed happen. But, you know, Christ saw people walk away as well. Look here in John 6, 65 through 66. And he said, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless he has been granted to him by my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Oh, I don't like this truth. I'm going to go my own way. And I love what Jesus said to the team. Do you want to go away too? <laughs> Peter says, can I paraphrase this? There ain't nowhere else to go. You have the words of eternal life. He got it. Yeah, it's he a hard did. truth. Yeah. It's a hard truth. But it's but like, it's where else are we going to go? Yeah. You, you're in and uh, you have the truth. Yeah. Let, quicken my mind. Let yeah. me be able to comprehend this. Yeah. Deconstruction means choosing easier beliefs. But the reality is that's really oversimplification because deconstruction almost always means adopting views palatable to the unbelievable, unbelieving world. Yes. Just it, following the, the taking a sort of pseudo kind of some of the Bible a little bit kind of about Jesus right. to them, not to be an offense. Well, and so what happens is they move away from positions on sexuality, gender, salvation, sin, hell, and other, in, listen, listen, and other issues not embraced by popular culture. Yeah. We, we want to fit in. They settle for an easy, comfortable answer mm-hmm. based on personal preference. And personal gain. A lot of these preachers are getting Oh, a lot my of money. goodness, man. There's a point. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Deconstruction implies openness, but most often manifests as an escape clause when it comes time to justify one's new or progressing views. It is an escape clause. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Well, that's what I believe. That's my truth. Mm-hmm. Truth. You got your truth. I got my truth. Truth is not absolute, and truth is relative. Mm-hmm. They're going to stand before God one day and give account for that, and they're going to find out God 
really meant what he said and said what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. So if you identify as a deconstructionist, really, you're just simply um, rejecting something someone dislikes or that you dislike. Right. And so as a believer, though, we have to be respectful of doubters. Right. And, but the church, I'm telling you, the church has to hold its ground on principles that are truly clear in the fundamentals of faith. Kind of takes us back to something we said a little while ago. When somebody has a question, I just accept it as a good question. And then I say, well, let's look into that. And then the there's a determination whether it's a legitimate question or just a lame excuse. And say, you study this out, I'll study it out, and we'll get back together and talk about it. And if they're sincere, they're, they'll go do that. Right. And if they're, if they're not sincere, then they'll just blow it away, blow yeah. it off. We don't even have need to have the talk. Yeah. I, listen, I already know what I believe in. I don't care what you say. Well, in finishing up guys, I want you to understand this, that, um, we have to insist on truths, even if they're controversial, I have no problem standing and taking hits for the word of God. Right. And we, while accepting the need to consider culture when communicating, uh, it says here in, in first Corinthians nine, 20 through 23, uh, that Paul says, I became as a Jew that I might win the Jews to those who are under the law as under the law that I might win those who are under the law to those who are without law as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ that I might win those who are without law. It doesn't mean that we join them in their sin. It simply means that, okay, we let them have their issues and we just gently as much as we can walk them through it. Early believers refused to accept false teaching for the sake of popularity, Acts 5.29. But Peter and other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. I take that passage and say, you know, when I'm in the jail, I have a certain way I talk to guys, prisoners in jail, versus if I'm teaching a uh, senior's Bible study in my church. You know, I have to get a little bit more direct with the jail guys and talk their language. And when I do, then I gain their favor. They listen to me. They right. know I've been there. Yeah, you can't speak. That's like you didn't discipline or, or communicate with your children all the, on the same yeah. level. It had to be according to their, yeah, yeah. their level or but personality. The, the key is it's exactly the same message yeah. to the to the jail crowd yeah. as it is to the seniors. It's just kind of right. speaking the same truth in a different language. Absolutely. Hey, guys, listen. I want to go ahead and finish this up by telling you this, that Christians need to lovingly engage questions from seekers and doubters. We need to do that, right? Because not all of them are antagonists. Some do have curiosity, and we want to help them through that. Some come in with truly skepticism, and we help them through that. And then some come with uh, some real pain and complicated histories. And we want to help walk them through that, right? Meet them where they are. We meet them where they're at, where they walk are unconditionally discern the spirits guys. I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like share, subscribe and follow until next time. God bless.